You're listening to The Message from the Hillsborough United Methodist Church, our weekly sermon broadcast available for working around the home, your commute, or wherever God calls you to listen. Let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, as many of you know, Jen and I have had the chance to live in some really extraordinary places. And last summer we got the chance on our um, uh, sabbatical to go and visit some of those places. And we went, of course, back to England to see our friends and to um, remember what life was like in a place that is so uh, agrarian and full of sheep. Um, Claire was uh, delighted to see um, that it really was true that there were sheep everywhere where we were in England. Um, and as I've said to, in the, and I said in the children's story time, we learned a lot. I learned a lot about sheep. Um, mostly that sheep are not really as, even as smart as we give them credit for sometimes. We also lived in Yellowstone, as you know, and we went to visit there last summer. One of the highlights of that trip and one of the highlights of our time living in Yellowstone um, was to go to uh, the Lamar Valley in the northwest, northeast part of that park and to watch and listen to the wolves. We went while we were there last summer and um, there was a small pack that you could watch as they were trying to hunt and scavenging and uh, you'd occasionally hear a yip and a yowl and occasionally a little bit of howling, and it was pretty extraordinary. And we use that imagery a lot, the imagery of wolves and sheep. And not usually in kind <laughs> ways. Uh, we hear people talk about being a wolf among the sheep or being a lone wolf, not needing a pack. They're on their own. They're taking care of themselves. Uh, we hear people talking about being uh, a wolf in the sense of being a predator and uh, being um, someone who is in charge of everybody else. We hear a lot of people, it, there's that movie, what was the movie? Uh, wolf of, the Wolf of Wall Street, right? Um, the idea that a wolf is conniving and smart and dangerous and um, there are a few wolves and everybody else are sheep. And we use the sheep imagery a lot lately, especially in our political life. We've started using sheep as an insult to people who think or believe differently than us. Um, you're a sheep if you believe that stuff they tell you about masks or vaccines or votes. And somebody who's supposed to be uneducated and um, blissfully unaware. And it is true that sheep are uneducated and blissfully unaware. But it's a strange insult to call people sheep uh, for Christians, because it's one of the most prevalent metaphors in Scripture, that we are sheep and that God is the shepherd, or that Jesus is the good shepherd who cares for his flock. There's a lot of language about sheep in both of these Scripture readings, in the Ezekiel passage and in the Matthew 
passage. I imagine if I were Patrick, I'd have probably fallen asleep with so many sheep running around. Lots of sheep, but no wolves in these passage. It's not a single place where um, there's a predator lurking about. It's just sheep. Which might say something about us as humanity, as people. God's metaphor for us is not that there are some sheep and we love you and there are some wolves and you're dangerous. But rather that we're all sheep. There are no wolves amongst us. There are no predators amongst us. There are people who act in predatory ways, to be sure. But there is no one who is truly a wolf, who is, by their nature, supposed to prey upon sheep, the others, other people. So often when I see or hear someone talk about themselves in language around dangerous animals, wolf or guard dog or whatever, it's usually people who have a pretty unhealthy sense of who they really are. They're trying to justify in that language, I think, their own dangerous and unhealthy and sinful behavior. But the metaphor that God and Jesus use over and over again is that we are all of us sheep. We are all of us vulnerable and fragile. We are all of us part of a larger community that we need for protection and care. We are all of us wholly dependent upon God for our provision. We are all sheep. You and me and every single person that you've met is a sheep. We are vulnerable. We are fragile. We are not as smart as we like to think we are. We are dependent upon God's care and provision. To be sure, there are people who do harm to others. And there are people who want to be not a wolf in sheep's clothing, but they become they are actually a sheep in wolf's clothing. They, they dress up the part, but at the end of the day, we're all the same nature. We're all vulnerable. We're all relatively powerless. We're all in dire need of a community that will care for us. We know the Matthew passage really well. When Jesus says God will separate the sheep from the goats, when the, the Lord will separate those who have done good and those who have done harm. The Ezekiel passage may be new to you. It may be at least a long time since you've heard it. It's been a long time since I read it. And when I found it this last week in the lectionary, it was just really fascinating new take on that sheep imagery and, and language. But in both of these, you'll note, again, no predators, but there are some sheep who do harm to others. And they must be separated out, says God. In Ezekiel, the language is pretty sort of uh, clear. There are some sheep who butt and push and shove others aside, who trample the clean and good grass, who muddy the water for others, who ruin the good communal life of the flock. And those sheep, says God, are removed. 
And I don't know about you, but I know when I start hearing that kind of language of judgment, of God removing and destroying, I think is even what Ezekiel says, those who do harm, or in the Matthew passage, the language of being cast into the darkness. I get a little oochie, because I don't like the idea of God doing harm, destroying humanity. Because there's so much problematic language and theology that is not scripturally based about God just sort of waiting to cast people into hell. So let's be really, really clear that the notion of hell as a place of eternal torment is not genuinely scripturally founded. In the Old Testament, there is language about death and pit and sheol. But there is not an idea, there is no concept of an eternal hell where people are punished. It's just that people die and they go into Sheol until the day of resurrection when all people are raised and then brought to God for judgment. And in the New Testament, there's a lot of language that gets translated. There are two words that get translated into the word of hell. But it's either Hades, the sort of Greco-Roman image, or Gehenna. It's a valley outside of Jerusalem where there was... Uh, a fire that consumed the trash heap. It is not a place of eternal torment, what Jesus is pointing us to in this story in Matthew, or that the scriptural story of Ezekiel is pointing us towards. It is rather a finality of judgment. We all want to imagine that there's always going to be another chance to turn things around, but Jesus is really clear that in fact, sometimes... Our own actions, our behaviors separate us from the community and from our connection with God. It's less about eternal punishment and more about a plea to recognize that how we live now matters. These stories, this Matthew story and this Ezekiel story, are less about what happens when we die and more about how we ought to live now. And so often we turn it around the other way. We imagine that this is a story about what happens after. This is a story about how we ought to be with one another in community now. We need to care for one another in this life and here and now. Not because of the reward or punishment that is coming, but because we are punished or rewarded by that behavior now. And Lamott said it this way. We are not so much punished for our sins as we are punished by our sin. It's not so much that God is waiting around to get us back for the things that we've done, but rather that that life that is selfish and self-oriented and that abuses and misuses others, that takes advantage of resources that are available to others and takes them for ourselves, that all-consuming way of living that is entirely self-oriented is destructive in and of itself. And it does harm to others. We are called to be a part of a community, a flock, if you will. And we are all dependent on the same pastures, the same water, the same place of shelter. Ezekiel talks about, uh, it uses that image of being cast into the darkness. And it struck me in reading that this week, that that outer darkness, 
that Ezekiel refers to and that Jesus talks about is really just a reflection of the inner darkness of those who live entirely selfishly. It is consuming of them. People who live entirely for themselves, who have no compassion for others, who see only other people, other people only as opportunities and resources and tools for their own ends. Those folks are consumed by their own greed and darkness. They don't have to die before that happens. But folks who live with compassion and care for one another, who live outside of themselves, folks who care for those around them, the vulnerable and the needy and the hungry and the thirsty and those who are imprisoned, that is in of itself life-giving and good. We know this is true. You know this is true. This is not new information to you. A life that is lived selflessly, a life that is given over to others in love and compassion is a life that is rich and full and beautiful and good. So we're sheep, you and I. We are sheep of the same flock. We are sheep who are vulnerable. And we are sheep who have the opportunity to care for one another. A life lived in care and compassion for others is a life that is good. So let us be sheep of God's pasture. Let us act with compassion and care for each other. You've already done this. You know this. The work that you do, the generosity that you display for so many folks is an example and a sign of the kingdom of God. Thank you for being who you are, for being sheep of God's field, for reaching out to those who are vulnerable, for acting with care and compassion for God's sheep. Because maybe here's the reward in it all. Sometimes we are the ones who have the opportunity to provide care for others. And sometimes we are the ones in need of care. Sometimes we are the ones who are thirsty, the ones who are hungry, the ones who are lonely, the ones who are imprisoned. Sometimes we are the ones who need to be cared for. And if we have created a community that cares for each of us in our vulnerability and our fragility and our moments of need, then we are cared for. Whenever you've done it to the least of these, says Jesus, you've done it for me. And that, my friends, is the good news. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Hillsborough United Methodist Church. 
Our senior pastor is Clay Andrew. Our pastor for Las Naciones Hispanic Ministries is Jorge Rodriguez. Our media ministers are Kevin Proctor, Janica Stewart, Perry Hume, Al Dietrich, Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m. on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube at hillsboroughumc.org. Thank you.